This is the World Industrial News for Friday, October 28th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part three of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Uh, I mentioned that it's $550 billion, and of that, um, we understand that around $65 billion is going straight into that power and grid sector. Um, and I can break these down um, a little bit later in our conversation. But for now, what's most important to remember is that this is new money for resiliency, reliability to address the outages, um, the drought, resilience, all of these other issues that have been um, plaguing our nation with the intensity and severity of climate change. Awesome. Thank you for that, Mona. And and Pat, I guess I, following that, I'll turn it over to you. Why, why is this bill so important to our power grid? And what are some of the benefits of this upgraded grid? I think this bill's primary importance is the scope. There aren't very many people within the power industry that don't know what we have to do and actually how we have to do it. There have been presentations at our various PUCs for a number of years on what will happen as we get higher and higher percentage of renewables. We knew there was instability coming. What we didn't design for necessarily was the sudden change of these weather events. So that's really what's really important is that this is a, this is a problem that stretches across the United States. So a small scope project couldn't handle it. You know, you can build a new power station in areas where you need power and dispatchable power, but then you have to deal with the environmental issues of that. And that's a fairly, uh, I won't say distracting, but it's a fairly significant uh, project. On the other hand, if we looked at the whole thing in totality, we can see how these things all influence and affect each other. In addition to the three things I named on the grid itself, and Mona brings up a very good point, is that it's connected to water, to sewer, to transportation. I mean, if you decide you're going to charge a million cars in the San Francisco Bay Area, the question comes in, where do you get the, where do you get the power? And how do you get the power into the batteries that the cars need. This is a very large scope project. So what's really gonna happen, and we see it happening already, is that we're going to be upgrading the intelligence of the grid. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. While there are quarrels over the origin of the phrase, in danger is opportunity, nothing demonstrates the validity of the saying like today's global energy markets. As much of the world was focused on making a transition to lower carbon fuels, Russia invaded Ukraine earlier this year, upending plans and scrambling the world's energy ecosystem. In its signature annual report, World Energy Outlook, the International Energy Agency sees opportunity 
communities in the current energy crisis, even as Europe pays exorbitant prices for natural gas, electricity, and transportation fuels, a situation likely to get worse before it gets better when the European Union's embargo on Russian fossil fuels goes into effect in December. While U.S. cannabis sales have plateaued and even fallen in some of the most mature markets, such as California, Colorado, Washington, and Oregon, newer markets such as Michigan, Illinois, and Nevada continue to see brisk sales growth. Industrial Info is tracking 122 U.S. capital cannabis projects worth $2.52 billion. Petro Peru, the national energy company of Peru, has twice this month reported attacks to its infrastructure. On Sunday, Petro Peru reported two cuts on its 1,100-kilometer oleoducto nor Purano pipeline, which transports oil from Peru's northern oil fields to the Pacific Ocean. This follows six cuts on the ONP in October. In addition, Peru's political instability is hindering long-term investments in its energy and mining sectors. In the last few days, President Pedro Castillo called on the Organization of American States to visit Peru and conduct consultations and dialogue with different groups to temper political instability. And Korea Petrochemical Industry Company, one of the large chemical companies in South Korea, plans to spend $551.4 million on 25 projects such as unit additions, revamps, equipment additions, upgrades, and maintenance. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.